Okay, so this week we are discussing Hereditary. This movie came out in 2018. It is a psychological horror film put out by A24, directed by Ari Aster. This film is... This film will make you feel dread. It's not jump scary like Smile, the movie that we reviewed last week. It's more of a slow burn, but it will affect you in such a way that we're going to have to talk about in depth. Um, it stars Tony Collette, Alex Wolf, Millie Shapiro, Ann Dowd, Gabriel Byrne, and it is, this is going to be a fun episode. But Zach, in a world where there's a lot of noises, is this good? Let's find out. We shall find out. We got a, a brand new guest, a brand new guest today. Let's do it. Is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Welcome to what is this? this oh this my nice? god, I totally just resaw this movie. <laughs> really? Did you? <laughs> no. Is this is this uh <laughs> this is ninety-three, right? Episode ninety-three of But Is It Good Podcast. I am your host, Hunter Callahan. And I'm your host, Zach Olson. And, and with us this week. Yes. We got Cam from Jacked Up Review. How you doing, man? Some loser had to do this with you. Oh. <laughs> it, Thank you. It's an honor. It's an honor to be on this show. Yes. Uh, so, Jacked Up Review, I have to ask you, who who wrote and recorded your theme song? I was listening to it yesterday. Uh, it was a mu- <laughs> musician <laughs> I did a music video for a while ago who lives here in Denton, Texas, and I just decided, hey, you know, if you can anything, you can repay me. Can, I, yeah. I have a. I got into <laughs> podcasting before, like two months before COVID actually hit in 2020, nice. and I okay. said, I guess I'm stuck with this for a while. I need a kick-ass theme song. I can't keep yeah, using all this free-to-use archive music. Mm-hmm. Well, that was awesome. Well, uh, thanks for being on here, man. Yeah, man. Um, we're going to get into um, to a, quite a film today. It's something. Uh, but real quick off the top, I would say, uh, please like, subscribe, share, review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff helps mm-hmm. us out. And let's just, how's life? Cam, how's life? How you been recently, man? You're out in uh, Texas, right? I've been delightful. So many collaborations. Yeah, we're in the shitholders, Dallas, Texas, but <laughs> I got the San Francisco backdrop here. But I saw yeah. That, yeah, no, it's been, it's been chill. Security jobs goes, went to Michigan for a cousin's wedding and been doing a bunch of TV binge watching like archive 81 and Lincoln lawyer. So yeah, it's yeah. for everybody. Have you watched any of the new Dahmer series? The, with the, what's his name? Evan Peters, the guy who plays Quicksilver or whatever. The new Jeffrey Dahmer show. I haven't. Uh, it's, did you like it or was it a typical actually, Ryan Murphy show? I actually haven't seen it. Um, but I've heard it's, okay. it's, I've, I've heard it's, I figured it was like American crime story. Well, yeah, like I, which I totally like those, but, uh, way, to bring, kind of, way to bring it up and be like, Hey, have you seen this? Well, no, I didn't know if you'd seen it. I didn't know. Cause I, I have it. About it. Um, I, have, I know <laughs> we're thinking of doing a kind of a trolling on the nine one one franchise. Are okay. there like oh, yeah, a we'll zillion see. gazillion other shows like oh, this yeah. where there's, there's so many. So many. There's so many I, good I acting covering up formulaic stories. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's like uh, I used to watch a lot of uh, Criminal Minds, mm. and it mm-hmm. was very much that. Well, now I know who to invite. That sort of show. Yeah. Come over here. Come here. So, Zach, how, how are you, man? How's how's life? 
I'm doing good. You know, um, not much has changed. We just recorded on Sunday. It's Wednesday. That is true. That we were recording. So um, not much has changed. They're painting my uh, apartment, like not the inside, but like the the outside. So gory my red. windows. Huh? Is it gory red? No, it's not gory red. I no. wish they would have done Damn. gone with gory red. It's some some slate gray color, you know, uh, a very generic color. <laughs> gray could be spooky, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ghost, ghost, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Well, uh, what about gosh, what about you, those, Hunter? Those tongue clicks. I'm good. I'm good. Um, What's that? Just uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's been three days, like I said. I'm fine. Nothing's changed in the past three mm-hmm, or four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to to jump in. Shall we? Are you an Let's actual hunter? In. I am not a hunter. I've actually never gone hunting, and he, I have, he's a gatherer. I have only no, on screen though. I have no desire he's a to gatherer. Hunt. Nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a I'm gatherer for not sure. Not a hunter. No. Nice. I've fished just, a couple times. Well, I didn't say it had to be animals. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a. No, I, be uh, the killer in your next two. Oh goodness gracious! Um, all right, cool. I am the worst. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so Cam, you can start. Ready? So, first reaction, very brief. Well, hold on. So, when do you when did you first see this movie? I saw it uh, online. Oh, really? A few years after release. Okay, gotcha. So, your first reaction. Let me hear it to Hereditary. Ordinary people meets Hellraiser meets the ending of Sinister 2 meets, well, typical A24 craziness. <laughs> so I actually yeah. uh, I actually haven't seen any of those movies that you named, but I have Whoa. seen, like, we just watched Men recently from A24. A24. And A24 has done some weird stuff. And that ending was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. which one? Men. The one with, uh, it's the guy, he's... In the James Bond movies, he he plays like seven different characters. It's wild. You should go watch it. Men. Oh, men. Yeah. Men. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did hear about that. And Alex Garland is kind yes. of known for that, where he's like, it starts out really cool. And it seems like Ex Machia you know, is like the only one where he didn't piss people off with the ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So like you knew what was going to happen. He just fascinated you with all the intellect and everything. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. good. Because we can't have the 28 Days Later type ending where... Oh, and it was all for nothing. Right. Yeah. Right. And Men was fascinating. Um, That's good. Zach, I look forward to it then. You just rewatched this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I and just gave it a second reactions? watch. Yep. Your reactions? So, the first time I saw this this movie, um, I was like, whoa, that was that was scary. That, you know, filled me with, with dread. I think dread is the word that <laughs> comes to mind. Not like jump scares, you know, like a smile, but uh, true dread. Cause you just feel gross and you feel, you just feel, I don't know, man. It's, but let me say that the second time watching the film, there are, there are things that you pick up on and it's evident what is going to happen. Like from the outset, if if you know the ending there, there are clues to, to what is going to happen throughout the film, which I think is super cool. This film is really interesting on a second watch. It wasn't as scary because well, one, I knew like what was going to happen and when it was going to happen, but two, because I was more intrigued by how it all fit together. You know what I mean? And so yeah. that's, it's really interesting to me. Um, so yeah, Isolated so cabin in the woods. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I, uh, so I watched this for the first time on Monday. I'd never seen it. And mm-hmm. I was texting you, Zach, and I, I 
was downstairs by myself. I was alone. And I watched the first, like, what is it, like 12 minutes, I think is, is what we said. 12 minutes in is where grandma shows up. And then, well, like, like ghost stuff. No spoilers. And then, who are you calling grandma? So, no, yeah. So 12 minutes in, there's something that that happens. And I immediately paused it and I was like, nope. And I went upstairs. <laughs> and so I, wasn't <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Hold on a second. Um, this Zoom says I'm running out of time already. No, it's fine. I I, I know the drill. So, yeah. yeah. So we'll go until we'll go until it kicks off and then we'll lock stop. On. Hammer time. Yeah, for real. Okay. There anyway, so I um yeah I uh I immediately was like, nope, I'm I'm done. This movie scared the crap out of me mm-hmm. in a very internal way. Okay. So we got into this, Zach. You know this. Okay, I'm going to fill you and me and Zach got into this discussion about like, I was talking about Smile. So we saw Smile last week. Right. And I was like, Smile was sort of scarier to me, <laughs> but Hereditary like messed me up. And then we got into this thing about, you know, like both were scary. Smile's like a jump scare. Ha ha. Oh God, that, that, that got me. But Hereditary like was it. Like Zach said, it's just dread, a sense of dread the entire time. This is nonstop stressing out. Yes. I was yeah, my heart rate was out. My watch was telling me that uh, uh it was like, Are you exercising? <laughs> <laughs> when they were at the party. Yeah, are you exercising or doing an exorcism? <laughs> right. There you exactly. go. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> but as a film, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really, mm-hmm. really great. All the little details were fantastic. Um, and I've done some research on it because I was so fascinated by it. And you're right. Like what is going to happen is laid out from the very beginning. If you yeah. know where to look and like how to find it. Um, right. So I thought it was fantastic, but it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Anything else real quick before we move on to movie in a minute? I think it's time. Are you ready? All right. So Cam, if you're a guest on the show, it is required that you do a movie in a minute. Yep. So we're going to time you. I'm going to hold a uh, a stopwatch up to the camera. <laughs> also, the sum of the whole story. All right. And you have yeah. 60 seconds. 60 seconds to, to tell us everything that happens in this movie. <laughs> Before Zoom kicks us off, we have to log back on. There you go. You've got 60 seconds. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, so this is Cam from Jacked Up Review Podcast doing Movie to Minute Hereditary in, oh, hold on, in three, two, one, go. Stupid-ass kid gets his sister killed, cries about it, his parents fucking die, and lots of ticking, ticking, ticking noises. Gabriel Burns got awful accent that makes no sense, and uh, burn, baby, burn. <laughs> you keep going, you got... 40 seconds left. Just do that for a whole bother, 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 bother. <laughs> hey, that was very efficient. Yeah, that was very, very efficient. efficient. Thank you. I took improv and golf. Oh, great. All right, cool. Well, so from this point on, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. Look. Last warning. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Over like, the horizon yeah. behind Cam. What is that <laughs> coming over the horizon? It's coming over the bridge. Spoilers ahoy. (laughs) They're spoilers. They're coming. Spoilers. All right. So let's dive in, my friends. Cam, where would you like to to start? How would you want to start Uh, discussing this movie? I, you know, uh, 
the soundtrack made this movie for me with uh i looked up the composer he had worked with the red hot chili peppers and i to get even in the mood you know i i have a itunes family account so i listened to his other soundtracks he did a documentary on like forces burning and i hadn't oh, okay. seen that documentary for national geographic and i'm here all this dread that he creates in every score he's done and this yeah. was no different too so i actually heard the soundtrack to this movie before i saw the movie wow that's okay awesome. so i was yeah, really colin, in the colin stetson right yes 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 yeah. and it just dynamite it just gets me in the movie there's just some movies that they're made by the movie and i was just like okay you know i'm gonna bite you know there's issues i got with every movie but this overall is pretty positive it is we're seeing for tony collette's performance it oh, you've yeah, never right. seen her in this performance kind of role before uh i do feel like the last plot twist you know even though it kind of you could argue is given away with the title uh right. kind of felt a little rushed but at the same time i don't know how else you could really end this movie you kind of are expecting tragedy and more chaos and right uh i don't know if the noise is as scary as they make it out to be but you know everyone's nerves are different to to them that's nails on a chalkboard uh and i think i would have been more freaked out by that if there had been nails on a chalkboard sure of course now i think hunter because you did a lot of research uh after the fact after you had seen it because there there are certain movies cam that we'll watch and then we'll be like i have to know like i didn't understand everything what's going on here yeah i need to understand yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so let's let's figure this out. Uh, one was the lighthouse. I don't know if you've seen the lighthouse cam, but there's so much yes. imagery in that that film that um, if you do a deep dive, it's fascinating, right? And so Hunter did a deep dive of this film, and there's a lot of is it pronounced Pyman? Pyman the 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 the, the king of one of the eight kings of hell, right? Yep. Um, like there's that. a lot of yeah. like. Pyman um symbolism. And I think the clicking noise is one of those where um it's not a sex sound. Huh? It's not a sex sound. No. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Just checking. <laughs> uh is that is that that's correct, right, Hunter? It's uh, it's yeah. So the the clicking sound was interesting because they were saying that could be um it was like a like a identifier for knowing like that that Charlie is actually not Charlie and that she's Pyman because at the Ooh, very end, now I really do have to reset again. Yeah, that, like, that's an interesting. Just the, that's an indicator. So at the very very mm-hmm. end, when what's Peter the demon up, possessing her versus what's yeah? So his there's mother. there's a theory that like Charlie never actually shows up in the movie. That it's always Pyman from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and Pyman. So actually, it was very well, fascinating. He's he's, I'm gonna say real. Like uh, people have different beliefs, but as far as like Christian. Um, demonology bells like, in this? No, he, he, yeah, he, uh, Pyman is like actually mentioned by Dante and like ancient writers as far as like mm-hmm. being one of the top generals of hell. Um, and the symbol that the grandmother it's on, has, the necklace, on the necklace, it's on the, 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 um, the telephone pole, yeah, it's on that, all it's that above stuff. the grandma's body. That is the mm-hmm. actual symbol of Pyman that's recognized, okay, in different religions. Um, but yeah, like, and his powers that are listed in like old literatures and stuff are reanimation of the dead, floating and levitation, um, okay. moving, like all the things that he does in this movie are like based off of what they say. Moving little do. glasses <laughs> across yes, <exactly>. the table. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, 
it's just fa- this movie just I don't know this movie was unsettling from the very very beginning to me. So let me ask you because you, you were saying that there are theories that Charlie's never Charlie; it's always Pyman. But yeah. um, early on in the film, there's there's two scenes that I'm thinking of where she's at, she's not clicking, she's not doing the noise until this like blue like force field comes over the room. Yeah. So and that, then she starts doing the clicking noise. And I, I I was under the impression that that was Pyman like entering her. Maybe. Right. Um, and then if you notice, um, like when Tony Collette is in the car, there's like this blue, the, the same blue like field comes over and then she hears the click. Mm-hmm. Um, and later on, Peter, when he starts hearing the click, there's the blue thing, you know? So it, it seems like that blue force is Pyman, right? Yeah. We can agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't know. It seems like there are certain points where Charlie isn't this little girl that cuts heads off dead birds. <laughs> She's Maybe. just a little girl. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but they even said like down to the fact that she likes chocolate because chocolate has always been associated with like temptation and sin and it's the devil's food, devil's food cake. And oh, stuff. and didn't they also say that the daughter had some other issues like she was diabetic or something? Or am I just remembering that? She had a nut allergy, um, yeah. which comes into play. It was, wasn't there chocolate nuts in there? Yeah. And she goes yeah, into and symbolizing uh, all these shock. things that were a problem no longer exist now that he has killed her in and uh, in, in the drunken accident, you know, and his parents are, yeah. right, are this close to disowning him. Well, I think my main issue is I'm so used to seeing Gabriel Byrne be all these psychos and even being the devil in end of days. And I'm just like, I kind of just wish he had more to do because it's just like he just didn't seem like he did much. And even though he and Colette are producers, so they must have had freedom to just stage yeah. the scene but I'm he's like, he's he's the rational force in this film right like there's all this stuff going on and he's the one saying like well one he's trying to to hold it down and like keep everyone in check because mm-hmm. obviously uh alex wolf and tony collette their characters are like at odds throughout the entire film and he's trying to like ma- uh, uh mend that relationship between them but then yeah you're right he doesn't really have much to do with it until uh he sort of blows up on annie I want to talk about this movie to me, why it was so scary and why it was so, I don't know, the the scene to me that, that got me the most was obviously when Charlie died. Okay. That literally, like when she, I don't know, I had a feeling something was coming because they drive to the party. We see the symbol of Pyman on the, on the post, right? Mm-hmm. And then she gets sick. He's driving her back, and then she's sticking her head out the window, trying to, trying to breathe. And she gets her head blown off by a pole. Yeah, it's really graphic, and it stays with you. You feel the impact, even with the angle. Te- you know, yeah, like how it's shot is super well. But what got me was like the two to three minutes after. Yeah, you get like Peter. it's like it's like a full minute of him. Um, he's he's just sitting in the car, like trying to calm himself down. You see him like go to look in the rearview mirror, and he's like, "No, no, no, I'm not going to look in the rearview mirror." You know, yeah. it's okay, it's okay. And then he just drives home, gets in bed. You can hear his parents saying, "Like, oh, good, they're home, they're safe." Yeah. Yes. And then yes. it's like the next morning when Annie goes out and she's like, "Oh, I'm going to go do some shopping, whatever." I think she's picking up stuff for her arts and crafts projects that she does. Um, and you can just hear her like realization and her screams and all that. That is horrifying. Yeah. And then it cuts, mm-hmm. it cuts to the head. 
Yes. That, oh yeah. It did and, not need to cut to the head, but and it we're did. already been blown off our seat. We I blocked this out, but everyone remembers the scene where she even kills a little bird. Yeah. Okay. Right. Then, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I do wonder, are they trying to build that? Uh, that she's a bored kid who's not really necessarily morally ethical or she's disturbed. It, it does make well, you just wonder all these other the subplots. Yeah. So like, is she, is Would she I, have been a serial killer in the making years well, later? You know? I think she's Pyman. I really think that she, from the get go, I think she is, is the demon King or whatever, the King of that Hell would make better sense. Cause like everybody's so disturbed by her and yet they're, already very clearly an unhappy family that mm-hmm. doesn't see each other doesn't have anything to do with each other um if you've seen color out of space or blue caprice uh those are two other movies that have been scored by this composer colin and oh yeah totally recommend uh this yeah this movie like from a filmmaking perspective when it comes to the score the shots editing and it was arcade fire my bad I, okay, I, so said, I, hey. I just said Red Hat Chili Peppers is our no, yeah. fire that he worked they, for. They're awesome. I remember okay. when, when they went so out. So that makes year. a little better sense when you hear them next time. Yeah. Remember when they went album of the year and like everyone was like, what the hell? That, <laughs> that? <laughs> that anyway, doesn't happen. Uh, I got from like the first few minutes of this movie, like the editing, like when it would like do the, like the cross dissolves, you know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. editing made it feel like a classic horror movie. Um, which I thought was fantastic. That you might have seen in the 60s or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but just the attention to detail in this movie was, it was so much that like I missed a lot of it until I had to go back and I watched like a breakdown. And I was like, oh, I missed all of this. Right. Like those footsteps so, when they come home from the funeral, like you hear yeah. people in the house and stuff. Yeah, like first 15 minutes of the movie, they get home, you can hear footsteps. Uh, here's some evidence that Charlie is Pyman right from the get-go. Even though earlier I was saying, like, maybe not. But here's the evidence. So uh, Annie is talking about her kids and how she didn't have a good relationship with her mom, who's like this yep. pagan queen of some kind, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> queen Lee. Queen Lee, yeah. Uh, so she doesn't let her mom have a relationship with... Uh, Peter. Peter. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. But she, and this is the language she uses, she gives her daughter to her mom, to Queen Lee. Um, there's pictures of Queen Lee f- feeding, um, what is, uh, Charlie, sorry, Charlie, yeah. fr- a bottle, like from day one. And so it, it alludes to the idea that um, Annie's mom was, was like grooming her to be Pyman from day one and like yeah. already... I think she even said, uh, I sunk my, or she sunk her claws into her from day one, right? Stuck her hooks into her. Stuck her hooks into her. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Um, Did you notice at the very end when Peter has been possessed by Pyman and he comes up and he climbs the ladder, uh, Joan says to him, Charlie, it's okay. You're safe now. We got you a male host. Safe. Yeah. So that part confused me because I was like, is it is it Charlie and Pyman that are now possessing Peter? Also, let me ask you guys this. Did Peter die? Like when he fell? He fell from a pretty high height. I would think maybe I think he died. It, I think that's a little bit of a irony. I haven't listened to the commentary, but I feel like he was already dead. Oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
his death, his, he has nothing to turn back to. No guardians. Everyone, you know, right. Th- knows him as the freakish kid who keeps, you know, freaking out during class. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, Although yeah. some of those kids, so at least one of those kids we know for sure, yes, uh, was a cult member. You can see him. One of the guys that he was smoking weed with under the bleachers. He, yeah, he's, is, so he's is butt naked at the end. He's standing got, there. He's got the man bun. He's underneath mm-hmm. the bleachers smoking with Peter. Then the very end in the treehouse, he's one of the guys who's like bowed down, and you can see his hair, which adds um, more layers to it because you remember he's like freaking out. He smokes something and he's freaking out and he's like saying, "I think my throat's closing." Yeah. Um. It makes me wonder: Did that kid give him something else that was going to induce? Yes. Well, the so transformation, it, right? Brownies. Yeah. yeah. Well, so like in the in the book, it says like. uh Paimon goes after the most vulnerable. Okay. And mm-hmm. so it's like something that like could make them more susceptible to whatever. Um, but I thought it was just super effective. Uh, and like little things like when Charlie uh, is like walking down and like sees her grandmother sitting by the fire. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see footsteps going the opposite direction like towards the yeah. house. Right. So there's just little things. Um, little but I details. Wanted, so Cam, let me ask you this. Yeah. So you, you've rattled off a bunch of movies that I've never heard of, frankly. Really? So, okay. Yeah. Well, so when it comes to like, I haven't even seen it. I've seen. Is, is horror like one of your favorite genres? Yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've been a fan since I got into stuff like Wishmaster and X-Files and Jaws and okay, yeah. Alien. I, I went from there. I, not, I'm not a torture porn guy, so I'll just get that out of the way. I, I can't do snuff, and it's the same way I can't do Fast and Furious with action. It, it, I have to feel like your movie's an actual some kind of movie, not yeah. just okay, right? You have to feel like you have to feel yeah, like. This... You ch- so this movie, let's say, you know, unless it had been a schlocky Ita- Italian production, had it just literally just randomly just changed tone or mood, I would have probably been like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." Yeah, I will admit, I. I probably wouldn't have seen it had I seen Midsummer, and I know many people love it. I can't get into that one. Okay. So we actually had just talked about possibly Midsummer. And so you will like it or hate it. You'll either oh, yeah, I yeah, love it that. or you'll view it as a wicker man meets monos the hands of fate. <laughs> I, I believe that. But so I, I wanted to ask, as far as like, is this a kind of horror film that you typically like? Are you more like a jump scare? More like Yeah, a, I love I, I I do generally like a lot of demon possession stuff like First Power, Fallen, The Exorcist, um, Exorcist, uh, The Omen, yeah, yeah, just uh, okay. And, and I mentioned End of Days earlier. Stigmata was another one, you know. And I'm not a religious guy, religious guy, but I just think it lends itself to being just kind of a cool. Just I kind of like that whole thing, kind of like with the Terminator or the Candyman, where you just have someone who has to literally try and prove that they're not crazy, and there's all these outside just supernatural forces fucking up their life. Sure. You know, it doesn't have to be apeshit necessarily, like Final Destination or right. too bizarre like Nightmare on Elm Street, but it can still be a pretty cool. Just kind of just you can go anywhere, and you just yeah. got to set the tone. Is this campy? Is this a monkey's paw type of what, what, what's going mm-hmm. on here? <laughs> but invite people to witness the shit hitting the fan. You know, like this could have easily been something goofy like Krampus with also with Colette or Gremlins, <laughs> yeah. you know, but they right. went the totally right. serious way. And, you know, the title alone, Hereditary. This is a family, cur- a cursed family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think this one was really because like just the idea of like the different types of scares really got oh, me interested yeah. in this one because like I was saying earlier, like I went to see Smile in theaters and I had a fun time. Like That's it was good. it was fun to be like, oh God, what's gonna so scary? I did not have fun watching this movie. <laughs> In no. any way, and I wasn't supposed to. Uh, and that's right. And they invited you to just remind you, hey, uh, you know, make time for this. It's gonna be yeah. heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And that's like Zach. You, you rewatched it. You texted me and said, "I feel gross." Like, yeah, I feel <laughs> gross after watching. Not, you know? And I, th- I mean, it's not Hannibal me, Holocaust gross though. Yeah. <laughs> to me, this is like this is a. Yeah. It is a scarier movie because it's it, it's it's saying more and it's deeper and it's harder to carry. If that makes sense, you know, like mm-hmm. there's some it's a balancing words, act, and yeah. Tony is kind of the juggler, and everyone else is kind of her pawn or magic trick right. act, and half the magic tricks aren't working. So then she's having to basically uh, find other way. The filmmakers are having to be creative. Is like I don't know what their budget was, but they're all pretty much putting it on, mm-hmm. you know what we're not even showing is still already just having a rippling effect in our audience. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. And if you and, look at movies, Ari Aster's inspired by, it'll make even better sense. You're like, of course you like this. Well, cause this like is his that. first film, right? Is this his first? He had done some other short films. I haven't seen them because one of them involved incest. <laughs> was oh like, God. I'm out. Okay. But he seems this to is be his first like feature, feature length film. Feature right. length. He's inspired by all kinds of things from Polanski's Macbeth to okay. the, the cook, the thief and his lover. He likes all kinds of shocking, slow burn movies. Right. Now, Cam, you were saying that, that your favorite horror movies, or maybe it wasn't your favorite, but just movies that you're, you're drawn to are uh, surrounding possession and things like that. Right. Yeah, or just just kind of supernatural occurrences and the character can't figure out what's making everything tick. And they're having to kind of, you know, because like I mentioned X-Files, you know, that was a skeptic along with a believer in crazy causes. So you've already won over the audience. They can relate to either side or just open up their mind into just going along for the ride. And here, you know, they're not even getting that deep. They're kind of just going into a typical, hey, you know, this family is so closed off. They can't even talk to each other. They can't even acknowledge that something really messed up is happening. They are still reeling from the trauma. You know, the parents want their kid dead. They, they are so held back, you know, on how, you know, how dare you killed our daughter? You didn't mean it, but it just means so much. And the the parents aren't even talking to each other. They're too busy. They, They want to be away from each other. They want to be at work at the office all night. They're so mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, well, Zach, were you done? Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say something about possession. Cause last week we were talking about uh, the fear of the unknown and how that's one of the big driving forces in a lot of horror films and, and something that is really effective, but something unique to possession films is loss of control. And I think that's why mm-hmm. it's so terrifying, right? We don't want to not be in control and this idea that we could be, overtaken by some force that we don't understand, lose control and then do horrible things. Uh, Tony Collette's character, Annie is throughout the film. She'll just come to, and well, there's the story of how she almost burned her kids alive. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and she said she was sleepwalking. Um, she so we already know she's like, they, they, they're this close to reporting one another. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. They right, don't exactly. trust anyone. 
Yeah. Even those in their bloodline and they don't even realize the curse yet. So, so in the, in that's exactly it. Right. Cam, because Tony doesn't realize that the curse is real, even though um, they don't even, her, they're already trying to ring in each day. They're looking for something that's not there. You know, it's like, I right. want our daughter to be alive in the, you know, bed and it's not happening. And, but before the, before the events of the film even happen uh, earlier in her life, her dad, uh, starves himself to death and they think he's schizophrenic or something. Oh, that's uh, her, right. Her brother uh, kills himself and in his suicide notes blames their mom and says uh, that she was putting she was the reason. voices inside him. You know, so the curse has been around for a while, right? And and Tony's not picking up the pieces and she's not seeing it. No. Um, and, and yeah. One's close, enemies closer. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, so and I was telling you, Zach, that like on that same note of like she almost lit her kids on fire or whatever, you know, and then and the fodder downplays it. He's like, Yeah, I, I, but, I love you all, even though I'm not around. Well, and then there's the, are sorry a lot. There, there's the scene <laughs> where like what was it? Peter's like has a dream that, that she's trying to like pull his head off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have that whole like big fight. And I think it's where Tony Collette says, like, Peter says, like, you were trying to kill me. And she's like, I was trying to save you. And so there's like a theory that she deep down like knows something's wrong. And mm-hmm. I guess feels like by killing her kids, it'll save them. Or that makes the, better sense. The yeah, or like that, that needed that was my something. one quibble. That needed a little more intersection, a little more time to breathe than that plot twist. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was like you're too busy being distracted by the house burning, the dad right. going up in flames. You're like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. And, hey. and the the pieces are there, but but you're right, Cam. There are certain things like like I said, the second watch like opened my mind because I knew all the scary things that were going to happen so I could focus on the details, right? Mm-hmm. And so the first time you're watching this film, there's a lot of things like that. And that you gotta you might be engaged. Say, you can't well, but even if you're this. engaged, you're you're probably going to be engaged with Tony Collette up in the fucking corner. <laughs> you know, crawling away yeah. silently. Yeah. You know, or stuff like that, right? Peter. And or this is before Peter. our hero is treated to a sight that no kid wants. Oh seeing my his God. parents butt ass naked. Oh, yeah. Right. What a terrible well, no. Nightmare. So his parents Damn. aren't actually naked, but there, there are. There's that one scene. I rewound uh, it. Well, no, <laughs> there was one scene where I was like, it, "It's this blinking you miss it where it, it shows it shows the uh, shows the house like at whatever like in the evening, for those who like, can't see, Hunter is using his hands, but he's looking yes. like he's demonically possessed right no, now. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's like so it shows the the house in like daytime. And then it cuts to nighttime, and then like all the the cult members are just like standing around the house. Yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. about yeah. the cult members. Oh my but, god! So yeah, where did they, they disappear to? Is it in their imagination? <laughs> then they just show up. But so hold on, the in 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 the funeral, the very very beginning, the mm-hmm. grandma's funeral. Yes, there's this one guy who smiles at Charlie. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up at the house naked. He's, he's in the ha- he's in the doorway yeah, naked, right? Doorway. And he's smiling he's, at um, oh Peter. Oh my god! He's the yeah, first so one. So could be the ghost. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's the first one that shows up, and then uh, we see we see Joan smiling at Charlie, like on the yep. at the playground or something like that, right? Yep. She just looks over, and there's this woman smiling at her, and it's yep. Joan. Yep. And and then Joan like shouts that spell at Charlie. It's just why like mm-hmm. it's just. And Joan's whole arc is interesting. I I feel like I found I thought pretty early on I was like something's up with her, you know. Um, <laughs> well, it's the chick from uh, it's the chick from Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's you know, she's Tale. she's up to yeah. no good, right? Yeah. Um, 
it just, I don't know, man, it just, it is a heavy film. And then when, what's her name? Annie? Is that the mom's name? The actual mom? Annie. Tony Collette is Annie. When she gets taken over. On Broadway. Dude. Oh, God. <laughs> when she gets taken over and. You never go to Broadway. Well, well, so actually, hold on. I want to back up. Uh, I thought the the classroom scene where Peter gets like contorted, hitting yeah. his head on the desk, was stop. so good. It was freaky. It was terrifying. But I don't know way, how they accomplished that stunt. I was about to say. Well, actually, I I uh, read about it. He was saying that there was a desk that had like a foam type top to it. Okay. And he actually did that stunt. He would slam his face on. He said it still hurt, but as hard as he could. Just the was, way, yeah. Just the way he like his face. Child was, endangerment was <laughs> like his Torted. face looked like it was. I don't it was know. Like, just his arm, like yeah. That was just oh gosh, it was so good though. It was so good. Anyway, but then Annie gets taken over. Um, I have one quibble. I have yeah. one little little gripe with this film. Something that I don't understand. Maybe and maybe Hunter, you can explain. Cam, maybe you can explain the. The seance happens. Joan shows her how to do the seance, say the spell. The spell probably like set in the curse. Like it was a stain on the carpet, but now it's like deep in there, right? Yeah. Because she said the thing. Right? I'm with you. That goes back to my only issue. It's just it's needed more time to explain that because by that time the movie's really wanting to blow its mode and show all the destruction. And right. But need a little so, more build up. Charlie Charlie appears or Charlie is present in the house has been invited in and she starts drawing in this book uh Annie sees it and she's like oh fuck no and she goes to throw it in the fire and she she starts to catch on fire right so she yes. pulls it out puts out the fire and then later on she throws the book in the fire again but this time she doesn't catch on fire her husband does why good point um I I think <laughs> I think the book is a less critical piece than we think. I think it was just at that point, Pyam was just like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, but I'm still curious. But I also don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know if maybe Pyan somehow Pyman, sorry, Pyman somehow knew that like it'd be easier to possess Annie instead of Steve. I just had then, a, an epiphany. Here's what I think it might be. You were saying that Pyman goes for the most vulnerable, right? Yeah. So Pyman did the book with the X's on the eyes, and Annie tried to destroy it. And he was like, no, this is going to happen. Your son's going to die. We're going to kill him, right? Just letting letting, uh, Annie know, right? Follow me here. So then uh, Pyman realizes that the most effective way to kill her son would be to take her over. Maybe it was and, an inside joke because get his name's Gabriel Byrne. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. I like that. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> no, yeah, that was good. But so in order to like one method of killing him would be to like terrify him, which would make him more vulnerable. So, but in order to get into her, he had to make her extremely vulnerable. So he when she throws the book in there. Pyman like burns her husband alive and the terror on her face. That's like when she is possessed. Right. Yeah. So that's when well, she's yeah. vulnerable. Right. Are you following where I'm going with this? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that's yeah. when she's like fully she possessed. Got- and then from there transition into Peter 
And that's why she's cutting her own head off when she's floating because she's got a, that body needs to be killed so that Paimon's spirit can go to another vessel. Right. So it's kind of like fallen or the first power where the soul is leaving the body and wrecking all these other kind of habit habit. Right. So cinema blend kind of answers your question and answers five key plot points. It says their theory is that again, Annie caught fire earlier in the film when she attempted to burn the book, but never explained why Steve was the one who ignited. After all, mm-hmm. she, he had nothing to do with the burning. He had every intention of leaving. There's a case to be made that Annie merely is behind the change and was lying when she fiend shocked. Hereditarily definitely kept us into the dark. Okay, so. Okay. Well, so on that note, on that note, I be- did begin to question. I was like, okay, does Annie know? Like, is Annie good? Or is she, you know what I mean? Like, Here's the thing, though. The scream when she finds Charlie's body in the car, like, <sighs> yeah. That that felt real. That felt like yeah. she wasn't in on it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know. I was thinking. Um, oh, I forgot what I was thinking. Never mind. <laughs> I had a point and I lost it. It's gone. Sorry. I, no, no, I it's fine. Stole it from you. Um, I was gonna Oops. say though, uh, that that to me makes the most sense. Where it was like a game to Pyman now, where it was no longer like, oh, this book is linked to something. It's just that I can use this to make mm-hmm. her more vulnerable. Well, because he was linked to it too, if you think about it, because they were all holding hands when he asked her to draw. Why can't we and just then, hold hands, man? And yeah, exactly. Why can't we all just hold hands, man? And yeah. then Steve was the one grabbing the pen and saying like, don't, you know, get, let's stop this. You're scaring your son. So he was like increasing his link to it. So I guess it does make sense now that I think yeah, about it. maybe. But also, like, Charlie's voice comes through in that seance, and it's like a scared Charlie. Through Annie's Annie. body. Yeah. So that's I think weird. that, in my opinion, that's the only time that we actually get to hear from Charlie, like, genuinely Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, but real quick, as we wrap up, because I don't want to run out of time on Zoom again, uh, <laughs> the the third act, so the, the, the final act, the whole crazy, we cut to Peter and he's getting out of bed, and Annie's like in the corner, yep, just stalking. And we he goes to turn around, and you can see her crawling away. Crawls out. That's where I mean, it's a it's a brilliant shot, and it's a great like. What gets me about this movie is like the same with when when Grandma's in the corner, right? Mm-hmm. Or like when Peter's smoking his bong, he like puts his head out the window and blows it out and you see something else breathe. Yeah. You know, right. like I love how under- spirit leaving his mouth. Yeah. Well, like I love how understated the scares are in this movie where it's like, it doesn't need some musical flair or like a big, mm-hmm. it just shows you. Ding, ding. Yeah. Yeah. It just cuts to Peter and then it like waits for you to see her and you're like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's going down. Yeah, and like it's, it's done so well. I think it's so it's it just like when she's like on the roof in the rafters, you know, holding up right when he, when he finds uh, Steve's body. It does Did you notice in that scene? So he's walking around the corner and he's finding Steve's body, but the piano's all fucked up. Yeah, and that was her like yes. getting the piano wire that yes. she uses to to like cut her own head off. Those little details are I love stuff like that. They're so good. I I absolutely love stuff like that. Just beyond talented stuff, and it doesn't feel forced. Exactly, right. exactly. It's not like throwing this in your face. It's not saying, "Oh, look, look, guys, the piano wire is missing." A shiny object. No. 
yeah, it just, mm-hmm. it just lets you figure it out. Well, and it's just so well crafted because I think about how many films are coming out in present day where it just feels like they shot, they were like, let's do this. This might be cool. Let's do that. That, that might be cool. Okay. How are we mm-hmm. going to put them together? Uh, let's just put them together. No one's going to really notice that they don't really fit. They don't care. You know what I mean? They do. Whereas, <laughs> whereas this is like uh, Grandmaster Tetris, everything fits. Yeah. You know, everything <laughs> just fits perfectly. Well, did you uh, notice? And then we can. This is my last thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. When it when he shows the the book, when she finds the book of Pyman, right, and she reads about him. Yeah. Did you notice what he what was hanging from his like belt? No, what was hanging from his belt? Three heads. Oh Ooh. well. And think about who gets beheaded: Charlie, Annie. She and got the bird. Tails. Oh wait! No, not different the kind of different and kind. Then, of. <laughs> and then she, uh, and then she, they cut the head off of the 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 grandma too. Yeah, yeah. So there's three. There's no three exploding heads. heads, just decapitated ones. Yeah, there's right. no exploding heads. Thankfully, that'd be that'd be. Although one gets pretty bashed in, and right. then it's and then it's used on the statue at the very end too. That was gross. Mm. Um, but yeah. So then, uh. And he cuts her own head off. Charlie jumps out the window. He dies. Pyman is alive and well. Because he stands up and he does a... And that was your identifier. Did you know... Hold on. Hunter, did you know... So, Cam, we're we're, we're in Georgia. Um, and yeah, Marietta, what, what did they say it was set? Was it in Georgia? So, it's not set in Georgia, but the script specifically the the car scene where she's hanging out the window and she gets decapitated uh, reflects a real life incident that happened in Marietta, Georgia in which oh, someone wow. accidentally decapitated their childhood friend on a telephone pole. Oh my God. After I, the later had leaned his head from the vehicle to relieve I'm the sure symptoms of inebriation. Just read real life horror stories. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, my, uh, my office is in Marietta, Georgia. So that's, that's terrifying. <laughs> Be on um, the lookout. <laughs> the guy, hold on. The guy then drove home with the headless corpse in his car and fell asleep until a passerby walking with his toddler noticed the body still in the truck the next morning and notified authorities. Jesus Christ. That is awful. That's next week crazy. On SVU. Awful, awful, awful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, I just got the 10 minute warning again from Zoom. So okay. let's uh, wrap this up. So don't get eliminated. Yeah, uh on Rotten Tomatoes, the uh you know, the the benchmark of all movies nowadays. <laughs> Hereditary <laughs> is certified fresh at 90% with an audience score of 68%. So as the guest on the show, we ask you the ever important question. But is hereditary good? Yes. Okay, yeah. For the right audience. For the right audience. Okay. For the right audience. Zach, how about you? Yeah, I think it's I think it's I was about to say wonderful. (laughs) That would be the word I would use to describe this film. Glorious gore. (laughs) It's it's very well done for what it's trying to accomplish. Um, I think that Ari Aster's vision is coming through. Like what what was intended is is what is what we're getting, which doesn't happen with a lot of films, right? So, yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, it's good. I'd I'd put it in the nineties yeah. if I was if I was rating it. It sits at ninety. I would say for what it's trying to be, it it, it nails it. 
Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, They're cool. But on that same note, this, like you said, Cam, for the right audience, this is a great movie. Well, that leads us to our next segment, which is Every Movie Sucks. Because somebody hates the movie you love. So let's find some bad reviews. <laughs> the very first bad review that, that I found says, Half Star, this is a comedy. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, I do like watching movies the wrong way. That can be fun. It can be fun. Let's see what else. Metacritic uh, says, uh, Total Lost Cause user on Metacritic says, This movie was less of the slow burn suspense thriller horror that was advertised and more of a meandering waste of time just waiting for an MST Free K episode. About a quarter of the theater go. left before the movie ended, and everyone else at the end just before the credits rolled. I waited for some of the credits just as I was sure I had been Shyamalan again. <laughs> What's the twist? Uh, uh, let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. Ouch. Uh, I want to find a couple more. Hey, um, here's one. It's a half store review that says a movie full of bruh moments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this says half star. The only thing I remember from this movie is that scene and yeah. like that scene. And then the, the disaster at the end overrated. Half star, half star review says grandma boob. Oh my god. They would remember that, wouldn't they? <laughs> uh let me find let's find one more. Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. It was right at the end, so it might have been one of the last images that that stuck with them. They you got know? bored, went for a restroom break, then came back during all the shocking scenes. Right, right. Uh this says still as bad, but low-key funnier the second time. <laughs> this one says, God, I hate uh Ari Aster. <laughs> uh that's funny. Fair All right, well, you, was really bad. There you have it. I, I, we, we've got to see that movie, Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you have it. There is Hereditary. Uh, so now we have five minutes. So do you want to try and speed through some news? Let's do the news. Let's do some news. Okay. Uh, Cam, you can react to this if you want, if you don't care. Whatever, okay, so listen well, to it. I look forward to listening, and I've heard some of your other good episodes. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so real quick, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things. Ready? Have you seen the new Black Panther trailer? I have not. Well, we I don't watch a, trailers. Okay, well, we get, a, <laughs> we get a glimpse of the new Black Panther suit. I'm not going to go any farther than that because who knows? Hunter's really into suits, Cam. He, he always has to talk about the suits like the for suits. all the superhero movies. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender, the HBO show, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's HBO, has added uh, Amber Midthunder from Prey to the cast and George okay. Takai from Star Trek. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the only oh, only two more. <laughs> it's on the cartoons. So that makes sense. It's only Wednesday, so let's get through this. Uh, Marvel news because we know that um, uh, the actor who played General Ross passed away. Uh, mm-hmm. They have apparently rumor is that they have approached Harrison Ford to take over the role. We'll see. Yeah, I heard that. I doubt it. I, I doubt think he said too. something like Indiana Jones five and this Yellowstone prequel of nineteen twenty three are going to be the last thing he does for a while. Yeah, I mean he's like seventy six. So, yeah. uh, and then we got a teaser poster, <laughs> a teaser poster for the new Mario film that is Chris Pratt is doing the voice of Mario, yep. Charlie Day, and uh, yeah, and then Playboy Cardi is doing the theme song. <laughs> really? Yes. Huh. That'll be something. Uh, and the teaser we'll drops. See how that goes Thursday. So that is the news so far this week. It's only Wednesday. Uh, Zach, real quick, you got four minutes. Give us a brave minute, real fast. Okay, so the Braves clinched the NL East. They did it for they the first it. time 
in a year because this is our fifth <laughs> NL East title in a row. Uh, but it is the first time in 19 years that we have won 100 games or more, which is very exciting. Yes. So the Braves are going to be off uh, until like Mon- the 11th. T- Tuesday, Tuesday next the week. 11th, yeah, the yeah. 11th. I'm going to be at that game. Um, oh, nice. And uh, <laughs> yeah, please yeah. no. Yeah, hopefully not. It's only like a mile away, so hopefully I can make it there without any decapitations. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Braves are Braves are doing really good things. The Mets suck, and they're all sad. <laughs> and you know, if you're a Mets fan, it. I'm sorry, but but that was, yeah, yeah. There you go. And that's that's our Braves minute. Well, thank you, Zach. That was very brave. Uh, thanks. It's the uh, bravest thing I've done all week. All right, cool. We're well, moving on to whiskey shots, uh, but real quick. Uh, a big shout out to Cam from Jacked Up Review. He had to uh, leave. He's this man does two to five recordings a day, so he had to go mm-hmm. to another uh, a podcast. Uh, happy to have him. We'll actually be on his podcast next week, hey, talking about that. talking about Denny uh, next week Vel, or Vel, the eighteenth, whenever that is. I don't know. It's two weeks. Okay, two weeks. Talking about Denny Velnu. Um, so we're excited about that. But real quick about whiskey shots. Uh, <laughs> What is this now? Is this just us taking a shot of whiskey? <laughs> I'm going to go get one. So, All right, cool. Make haste. You got your shot? I got my shot. I got my shot. Could oh, that was... That? That, yeah, that, 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 was, that was good. Do another one. Cause ASMR. Okay, do it. ASMR. Do it. Perfect. Amazing. All right. Uh, this is just to whiskey. What you drinking saw, this week? Oh, I'm I'm actually I'm finishing your gentleman's jack. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I've got maybe one shot left in the. Um, the only thing that I can think about right now is uh, hopefully next week I've got like four rolls of film that I've been shooting over the past, um, past like eight months honestly, mm-hmm. and I hopefully have some really really good pictures of whiskey on that. So, Sweet. here's to whiskey. Here's to whiskey. The whiskey. Clink. (sighs) (coughs) Wow. Doesn't get any easier, does it? Nice and warm. All right, Zach, give us a theme song. (sighs) Whiskey shots, whiskey shots. Does whatever a whiskey cat does. Meow. Meow. All right. Well... That's all I got today. Where can they find us? Good, sir. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at B-I-I-G podcast. You can email us at B-I-I-G podcast at gmail.com. You can speak with us on the Instagram at but is it good podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Zach two, the number two, the spell T-H-A future. Uh, Hunter, what's your... Hold on a second. <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong. You did not... I did not realize that your username is actually Zach to the number, the THA future dot 31. Well, you've been saying it wrong for weeks. I know. I didn't know that till like last week until after we recorded. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're going to let y'all into a little secret. I don't use Instagram. That's true. But you can <laughs> go follow. I'm on there, but I don't know my username. I don't, I don't post photos. I have one photo of you, me, Chase, Jared, and Dave Grawl. Yep. That's all you need. Mic drop. 
anyway, yes, add the the the, the dot thirty one, or you can follow me at Hunter Callahan Music. Hunter Callahan Music. Sorry, I talked too fast. Or you can and not or and go give Cam a follow at uh, Jacked underscore Up underscore Podcast. Jacked Up Review Podcast. Uh, he does an episode every single day. Insane. Um, that's nuts. Uh, so yeah, please, um, hope you guys are enjoying spooky month. We're doing, uh, the thing next week with our good friend, Ethan Williams, friend of the pod. He's been a couple times. Yes, yes. Should, should be a good one. And, be a uh, y'all look out for, uh, your two favorite podcast hosts, Hunter and Zach, making an appearance on Jack to Review in a couple weeks. That'll be a good time. All right. Yep. Anything else? Nope. Okay, cool. We'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.